Pangarang Radio, Pangarang Radio, PangarangRadio.com. In three, two, one. Press play. Ooh. Let's get decadent. I'm going out. I gotta go. I'll bang a ring on the radio. So turn it up. I'm telling you. I think I'm ready for something new. Hey, hello. It's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello. It's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. You're listening to Pop Punk and Pizza on Bangarang Radio. Welcome, welcome. Come in and grab a slice. I'm Jacques Lamore. Thank you so much, as always, for listening to this podcast. If this is your first time, an even bigger thank you. So today's show is going to be a little different than normal, and I hope this isn't going to disappoint you too much, but I won't be playing any songs on the podcast today. It's not that I don't have any for you, It's just that I want all of our attention focused on our special guest today. I've been getting some great song submissions, don't get me wrong. There's been some great ones coming in, so please keep sending them. Uh, Bangarangradio at gmail.com is the address you need to hit me up at if you're trying to send a song to me to play. So our special guest is a filmmaker named Kyle Kilday. He's currently working on a special documentary called The Last Scene, Punk and Emo at the Dawn of the Millennium. So as you guessed from the title... It's about the punk and emo scene from the late 90s and into the 2000s. So we're talking bands like Saves the Day, Hawthorne Heights, Thursday, Anti-Flag, Spitafield, and so many more. Which, by the way, members from the bands I just listed off are actually in this documentary. And if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming you're like me. You grew up in that time of the last scene and were a part of it, or still are. But what does that mean exactly, though? The last scene. That's what Kyle gets into in this conversation I had with him a few weeks ago. And we, we obviously go beyond that. But that's one thing he talks about is the title. Because it actually has raised some questions on, well, what the heck does that mean? Are there no more scenes anymore? So he explains that. So let's get to it. Kyle Kilday from The Last Scene Doc. Here we go. Hello. Hey, is this Kyle? Yes. Kyle, this is Jacques from Pop Punk and Pizza. Hi, Jacques. How you doing? Good. How about yourself, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for, um, thanks for you know, having me on. <laughs> of course. I mean, how could I not? This is like right up my alley. Oh, great, great. So how did the last scene come about? What made you want to do this documentary? Well, I mean, I've, uh, I mean, I first got into this music back in like, uh, like, you know, like right around the turn of the century, like when, you know, like the period the doc is going to focus on. Um, and I started going to shows when I was in college in Boston, um, going to like, uh, you know, like five bucks at the door. Um, you know, there's like four or five bands, uh, you know, like no stage, (laughs) um, and then the bands come out and set up their own stuff. Uh, and it just really, like, spoke to me. Um, I was always involved in music myself. When I was a kid, I took piano for uh, a long time. And, you know, I had a band in high school and stuff, and we definitely didn't. Um, we actually weren't, like, a punk band at all. Um, but uh, we, but 
I just always, you know, had a, like a personal connection to music. And as soon as I went to one of these, these, uh, like DIY shows, it, like just something about it, just like the no production value, <laughs> like I just loved, um, because it was like no, no thought to like how they looked <laughs> or like any sort of like image or anything like that. Um, and also, but like at the same time, there was like this kind of freeness to it and like kind of, you know, like freewheeling, but at the same time, um, the music was good, you know, like it wasn't just, you know, like a bunch of like amateur sounding things. So anyway, so like I really got into it. Um, and then, you know, over the years I just went to a bunch of shows and then, um, I moved out, uh, I went to, I, I graduated college. I moved out to Los Angeles, um, and started working in TV and then, you know, so I've been working in like reality TV basically for uh, like 15 years. And, um, you know, so like my friend who I used to go to shows with, uh, in, in college in Boston, he, he moved here too. And we kept going to shows and stuff and, but like we would meet people. So like the first thing that I noticed that kind of got kind of like planted this seed was, um, you know, to like make this documentary someday was, um, we, like I would meet people in my everyday life or at, or at work. And I would, they would come by, they'd hear me listening to like save the day or something, you know, like on my, you know, like uh, on my computer at work or whatever. And they had no idea what it was. And I was like, really, you like never heard of this. And then I just kept meeting these, like these people kind of encountering people who like had never heard of it. And I'm like, how is this possible? Like, this is like a huge thing. Um, <laughs> right. Like, you know, like, how do you not know who like New Fun Glory is? Right. Have you seen American Pie? It's like, yeah. Um, you know, like, like, the, the, like the big scene, the, you know, hit or miss, like, you know, it's like a huge, you know, it's like a huge thing. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's who that was. You know, so kind of so that was like the first seed uh that was planted to why to basically like to just give the movement its due right yeah um and you know we like like we're at like the 20 year mark now approximately let's say 20ish years right yeah since like the start of this this like specific um group of bands um coming up and uh so yeah so then so, you know, that was that. And then, um, another thing, like another component to it was, uh, when I started going to the, uh, you know, maybe like five or six years ago, a lot of like anniversary shows kind of started like yes. the 10, 15 year anniversary shows. Yeah. So I'm going to like, you know, the, uh, the 10 year anniversary of clarity, you know, Jimmy world. And I'm like, wow, like, you know, like, like it kind of, you look around, it's a bunch of people, you know, like, you know, my age, you know, um, and then, you know, like some younger people too, uh, you would see, and I was like, oh, wow, you younger kids are into this too. And then, uh, you know, I went to like a bunch of them. I went to that one, uh, starting line, had one for say, like, you mean it. Saves the days had a couple. Um, uh, Hawthorne Heights, <laughs> who I was, I was really into Hawthorne Heights, actually. Um, anyway, so. Oh, who uh, wasn't? I mean, <laughs> yeah. At least that, you know, that's what I yeah. think anyway. Yeah, like that was one of my. Uh, yeah, like I was actually pretty stoked to. I interviewed JT, um, you know, uh, already, and uh, I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, like I've had a few, like a few instances of like having to like suppress my fanboy a little bit, <laughs> yeah, and, like act professional. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> like, like definitely with him and with uh, you know Chris Conley, who's like so awesome. Um, 
Um, anyway, so, uh, so then I was thinking like, oh, you know, like, you know, maybe thinking about it. And then I started to get kind of more like retrospective about it just in my own head. And then, um, so now, so fast forward, like five years or so to this point, And, um, I'm kind of like in the, like, I'm kind of at the point in my career and, uh, just kind of like thinking about where I want to go, you know, like in this and, you know, I mean, about, you know, like there's, uh, this, this, this business, this side of the business, like the, like reality doc, um, kind of side to like the film business is, uh, it's, it's still pretty like wide open in terms of it definitely is possible. Like you can make, like, if you want to make something like you can make it and, um, it doesn't, you know, and it's actually like feasible because of how like the business side of it is like set up, meaning, you know, like if you have an idea that people like, like you can get the capital, like you, like, you know, like you can make it happen. Like if you know what you're doing, which, you know, over the years I've, I've picked up, you know, I've been do I've been working in the business for like a while now. I I like to think that I know what I'm doing um, <laughs> and that it'll be good. Um, so, you know, like if you have a vision and like you want to go for it, like you can make it happen. So I kind of just decided that I was going to, that like, you know, now's the time. Um, and, it's, you know, we're right around that, like that, that time, uh, where people start looking back, you know, like, like that, like 20 year mark, um, since kind of something started or something first started taking off or whatever. Um, so I was like, you know, what, let's go for it. So then I started kind of like, uh, originally I, um, I conceived it as like a, uh, like an episodic, like a travel show. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was going to go to like the different, uh, regions because um, like the different areas where like regional scenes of, of this time that were kind of like the hubs. So I was going to go to like New Jersey and like do an episode and like Long Island and uh, you know, Boston, Chicago area, right? Like Orange County. Um, so I, I, I put together like a whole like um, deck or whatever. Um, and I found um, I made contact with uh uh, Matt Matt Wilson, who's like the vocalist in this band called Set Your Goals. I don't know if you heard of them. Yes, I remember Set yeah. Your Goals. Yeah, yeah. They're, um, they're not and, together, right? I do have that right. Uh, they're not yeah. Hurt. Well, I mean, they're they're like they're not. I don't think they're. I don't know. I don't want to speak for them. I guess, but um, yeah, like they're not like you know active. I guess. I mean, they. Uh, I mean, they have played some shows recently though because they. Uh, you know, they did Warp Tour this year the okay. world tour shows okay and then they played a couple shows around that i think they're actually going to do another show kind of like kind of one of those like benefit like type shows mm-hmm. coming up okay I, I don't remember what it what it is but you know i mean like they're not like they're together in the sense that you know they don't hate each other and like they'll yeah get together and they'll play <laughs> right right but anyway so um you know like I, I had heard him on some podcasts and stuff and like i was a fan of, of like the band anyway. So, um, I just kind of like reached out to him cold <laughs> and he responded cause I thought like he, he would be a good host. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was gonna be like a hosted thing with him. So that's, so that's like how it first started. And then, um, and then it kind of like evolved, uh, over the months into like, well, cause, uh, I figured, well, like it'll be easier for me to like, you know, um, to kind of put it together, uh, especially if it's going to be just like, me right now is it you know if i do it as like a feature doc 
so then I was like, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to just, just like go through kind of, you know, chronologically tell the story of these bands that basically these like, these like hardcore kids and like emo kids who kind of like all got together where they lived and um, kind of like made, you know, like made a scene for themselves. And then it kind of like grew and blew up, you know, blah, blah. Um, so that's kind of how it started. And then uh, that's, that's where we are. <laughs> okay. Wow. So now we get the, yeah. So now we get the Kickstarter up now. Um, I've done about, a dozen interviews, I think, um, so far just to kind of get some stuff together and like get going, make a trailer. Um, and then we have the Kickstarter up so I can kind of kick it up into the next, next gear. And, And, um, yeah. Yeah. Kickstarter, uh, seems to be doing well. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're, we're at like 63% funded right now. It's been about a week. Well, yeah, it's been a little over a week. We got like 18 days left, so there's so there's some time for sure. Um, I'm hopeful. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm hopeful you know, for you. I'm, after I'm all hoping. this, yeah, all these, all this, you know, all these interviews just... and stuff. Well, I'm hoping this interview will definitely get the word out because um, you know this was this was the 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 time in my life where. I was getting into music just like you were, you know, I was, it was, I was in a band during this time and, um, not that we ever broke or made it big or anything, but I Mm -hmm. saw all of this culture just evolve and it's just, it's crazy to think, um, how different it is now compared to how it was then, because it started out with, you didn't have as much technology. And then by the end of it, there was all this stuff, you know, and mm-hmm. the, I feel like the music industry didn't know what to do with this internet thing. They're like, what do we do with this? You know, <laughs> what, yeah. what do we do with all these, these illegally downloaded songs and how do we control that? How do we make money? And you know, yada, yada, yada. And um, yeah, so it's just, yeah, yeah. it's yeah, really totally. fascinating. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, um, Yes, that is a like. I'm kind of breaking it up into like. Um, I don't give too much away, but uh, but uh, I kind of want to break it up into like three different parts. Um, you know, like the music itself, and like you know, kind of like the roots of the scene, and like you know, all that stuff where these kids came from, like their ethics and all that kind of thing. Um, and then kind of like the story, the like narrative of you know, like oh well, like it did get big, so you know, <laughs> you know, we talk about that, and it did kind of go commercial. Um, um, but you know, and like within that kind of like how, how this was like a transitionary time for the business itself, you know? Yes. Like, um, I definitely don't like one thing I don't want to do. Um, and I've been like, I've like waffled, I waffled for a long time about the, uh, like the branding, uh, if you will, mm-hmm. of like how to like, and just literally just what to call it, you know, like whether, whether I wanted to use the word emo for example, mm-hmm. because um, the, it's such like a loaded term. Like you just type the word emo like in a comment, and then it's just like it just explodes. Like people, <laughs> like people come out of the woodwork and they start, you know, saying that's not emo. Like you don't know what emo is. <laughs> and I didn't want it to like devolve into that and like spend the whole time like debating what is and wasn't e- and what isn't emo because that's not what I'm going for. Okay, I'm going for just like more about like the process. Mm-hmm. of like band making and like how it's different and just the kind of like youth culture now, you know, I mean, I mean, obviously like rock music in general isn't like part of the youth culture anymore. Um, doesn't seem to so, be. So yeah. So like that was a shift too. Um, 
you know, like around that time. And I don't know, I, you know, I, I want to explore, I'm going to, I'm going to try to, you know, interview some, uh, you know, some, some more like expert types, <laughs> right? Like people who can, you know, journalists and people who study the, you know, the industry and like, you know, like see it from that side um, and kind of explore that, like why hasn't this really happened again? You know, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I mean, like, it's not like there, like, there aren't bands out there. Like, if you go on Bandcamp, you can like search for like, you know, the punk section or the emo section or whatever. And um, there are, you know, I mean, there are kids making making music. Um, I mean, there's still a whole, you know, I mean, a lot of the same bands are still out there. Like, Bayside just like release is gonna release a new album next week. The Get Up Kids, like, Saves the Day, release a new album. Yeah, you know, like, um, I mean, they're still continuing. Right. Um, but there, but there wasn't really like, it seemed like it kind of just, we're just continuing that wave and like, you know, like eventually it'll, it'll kind of like taper off Mm -hmm. and then like, what's like, what's there to replace it? Because all that's been coming up is like, you know, is just pop music basically. Yeah. Um, And is that where the, the last scene, is that where like the name kind of comes from? Yeah. So I want to, yeah, like I thought it was a cool title and it was like thought provoking and, um, I have gotten, you know, people, you know, we, uh, we're, you know, we've been very active on social media, um, like trying to like promote this thing. And, you know, uh, you know, we've seen some comments, people talking about like, it's like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Like go to Philadelphia. There's like a hardcore scene, you know, happening now. It's like, yeah, I'm not, you, you know, like it's like, you're taking it very literally. Um, I, you know, I'm, I've like, I, uh, I view it more as like metaphorical and kind of up to interpretation of what you think that means. Um, I think it's for sure the last like organically formed, um, like rock based music scene to like make it to like break out into the mainstream. Right. Like, yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't think of another one. No, um, there, there really isn't. There's no, cause the, the newer bands that are popular that are coming from that same scene haven't really been big, you know, chart toppers and, and right. in the, the mainstream media at all, like the bands from this documentary, you know? Right. And, you know, and you could argue that, you know, so then the question becomes like, oh, well, is that because, kids don't want kids are interested in that or is it because it was decision you know by the industry not to to just stop promoting it mm-hmm. you know what i mean like so i'm so you know i'm gonna play with that too and i want to play with like themes of like you know how do things get famous <laughs> you know like who controlled like you know um why did they pick 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 blink like when any two right to like become you know you know uh, you know a, a great day before that i guess but um you know, like, you know, like, what was the decision, like, behind, like, who, you know, who, like, who they decided to just, like, you know, like, throw all their weight behind, you know, and, mm-hmm. and like, get out there. So, like, um, so, like, there's that aspect of it. And there's also just, um, just so much of it was, uh, like, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's pretty cool. Um, I reviewed, like, uh, Shane Told from Silverstein. And um, he, like, like, he had a great, quote he was talking about like kind of like the development of like post-hardcore and like this like like the singing and the screaming and stuff you know and like how that evolved and he was saying what was cool was like they were doing their thing up in canada right yeah and um 
and like they had their own like local scene and then they started like going around when they started you know touring playing around like in the u.s and stuff and then he would like hear these other bands who were like doing the same thing um but like they had never met <laughs> right <laughs> like he, he like they never heard them before but you know how like they were just kind of like arriving at the same um kind of like a conclusion but <laughs> kind of like separately like you know like amongst themselves um and how like that's pretty much impossible now right unless you live in like the amazon <laughs> right, <laughs> right right yeah. like by yourself because of the internet you know like right i don't know um so like you know does it matter could you even really have a scene really like with the internet now you know mm-hmm. what i mean like how, you know could, could you really have something that was like local and had its own like distinctly local flavor when even if you really tried not to mm-hmm. you know like we just pick things up you know like right. that we hear or we see and we like you know absorb them and it comes out so um you know there's that part of it too like seen as as not just music style but seen as like literally you know everything else that comes with it yeah like 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 you know everyone who's at the shows <laughs> right like it's the same like group of people in like a town um and it's like you create it like the scene like you literally just make the scene Mm -hmm. um and the music comes out of that you know um so yeah there's like a few different ways to to interpret it the last scene so i'll leave it up to the audience okay i like that and that's obviously something that came up in my mind was like is this what is he really saying like this was the last scene ever or you know mm-hmm. but in in the ways you were yeah we'll see you you definitely answered my question on, on what i was thinking about and that's kind of how i took it as far as like it was kind of the last scene to push its way and really change things in well the way the scene is today and also just mm-hmm. make its way into the you know the mainstream i mean and you know you were talking about not just the the music part of it but the people and also the the culture and like I just remember just girl pants. Everyone was wearing girl pants, you know? And like yeah. the they had the the long hair with that side swoop and going over their eyes and and you know multicolored hair and it was just like it was nothing there was nothing else like it. You know, just yeah. like how punk rock was, you know, t- uh, 20 years before that or 30 years before that. Like no one else had seen that before mohawks and liberty spikes and all that it was you know and and i feel like in that sense it is the last scene to be like that unless we're going through a scene right now and we just don't realize it (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know what it'll be though because i don't know either it'll be it'll be hard to you know like like it'll be hard um it'll be hard to like get um you know uh i'll give it i'll give a a shout out to someone else I interviewed, Ben uh, Ben Jorgensen from Arm for Sleep. Okay. Um, he said, uh, you know, I, I asked him like, could this happen again, basically? And he was like, well, with like with the way that kids like discover music now and kind of just the homogenization of like culture in general, I guess. Um, it, it's like it would be hard to kind of like um, do something like that because it's so diffuse, like everything's so diffuse now, like it'd be hard to get like the critical mass up of people to like, to like, to, to, to all get to, to get them all into like one thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And like really, you know, concentrate on it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think, I think it's possible that like you'll see. I don't know if it's so much going to be like music based or uh, anything like that, but um, I think like that like Billie Eilish kind of thing could definitely take off. Like if you know, for lack of a better term, you know like a bunch of like imitators come up <laughs> and they kind of like turn it into um, kind of, cause like she kind of has like, I don't know. I don't really know anything about the internet or like use culture or anything now, but I just, I keep seeing this thing on the internet about like the VSCO girl. You know what I'm talking about? Do the, you know what that is? The VSCO girl. Um... I don't know. They're, but like, it's basically, they're like, they're like branding a, like a teenage girl, like the is that... current teenage girl. Oh no, no! I don't, I don't know if I've seen anything, and I should, I should see these things, but I, I that does, that's not clicking in my brain right now. Vs, yeah, VSCO girl. Meaning, here we go. I'll look it up right now. Oh, okay. Um. Sorry, I feel like I'm like wasting time right now. No, you're definitely um, not, because well, this is inter- This is interesting. It's used as an insult. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So maybe not, but it says for a young. Usually, a white woman who posts trendy pictures of herself edited on the app VSCO. Oh, okay, so it's an app. <laughs> oh, so it's basically okay. just like, but the pictures are all like the girls who um, they have like kind of like oversized sunglasses and like long straight hair. And yeah. Like, uh, kind of like sporty. You yes. Know? Yeah. Um, I know what you're talking about. You, you know, so like someone could definitely try to like um, seize on like one of the, you know, like something like that and kind of like put put a genre behind it and then mm-hmm. kind of like try to create something but um, yeah i think but sorry it's gonna go be ahead. pop music though right like it's gonna be pop music so it's like yeah so it so it it it, it won't because <laughs> it'll be too popular it'll be too 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 broad mm-hmm. um it won't be like it won't belong to those kids right you know what i mean yeah like like this belonged to the kids who did it you know yeah, what I mean? like you and I, you know, because yeah. we grew up in the thick of it. So yeah, um, and I th- also think with the way technology is, the turnover is just very quick. So maybe we've had several scenes mm-hmm. in this, like this, let's say yeah. the last ten years, and mm-hmm. it's just been so qu- quick. It's hard to like reflect back on it, you know, mm-hmm. um, versus yeah. like this you know the scene that we grew up in the in the late 90s and the early 2000s yeah well think about it i mean i went to go see led zeppelin with my parents <laughs> yeah in like 1995 and it's like you know they were still out there well you know like they're still out there i guess now even but yeah like i knew all their music you know mm-hmm. you know you know that's what i'm getting at so it's like yeah like they definitely have more like staying power before yeah that's kind of what you're saying right mm-hmm. um yeah, I kind of feel the way about generations too of of just people. I feel like um, you can't say that like a twenty year period can be like one generation anymore. You know? True, true. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's very you know, true. Yeah, because yeah, even of, like a fifteen, like ten year period. Right, because even like the you know the the millennials are always a hot topic so we'll say with like younger millennials versus older millennials like there's usually a there's like a big difference between those two you know mm-hmm. um so yeah it you you almost feel like they shouldn't be in that same category you know yeah no i'm i'm 37 i'm like 
I was born in 1982, and it's like the year that the consensus is like the first year of like millennials or whatever. Right. And it's like, I'm not a millennial. <laughs> right. I was going <laughs> to say, like, you probably, you can't really rope yourself into, you know, um, the, the younger, like even I'm, I'm 29, so I'm a millennial as well, but I don't still feel like I feel a part of that whole stereotypical millennial thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, like my mindset is just different. I don't know. Like, yeah. uh, like uh, I have a brother-in-law who's, um, he's, well, he's like 32, I guess. He's like five years younger than me. And like, I, I feel like he's a different generation. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's only five years, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Exactly. Um, so this is, this is going to be super interesting. You know, I've watched the trailer. I can't wait uh-huh. to see the full thing. Um, who else do you, can you tell us who else you have like possibly slated to interview for this doc i mean i know you've got the the list on the kickstarter of who you've interviewed so far yeah yeah um yeah um who am i looking forward to well i who have i talked to who i can like tease let's see um i've been i've been kind of trying to get scott sellers from rufio to oh um, wow that would be great to uh sit down and like we talked fairly often and he actually scott actually uh composed the music for the trailer that awesome song and i was like blown away i just like asked him it's like hey man i don't know like you know i'm thinking like uh, you know like i feel bad asking or whatever but i'm like hey man like because because i was having a lot of trouble you know like finding a you know finding like music for the Mm -hmm. trailer because because i didn't want to use like known songs Right. Um, from the bands because I, because I, I, you know, because that didn't seem cool, you mm-hmm. know, like especially because, you know, I still need to like convince a lot of people to, uh, <laughs> to come talk to me. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and some, right. I was going to say some of them don't yeah. have a good uh, relationship with their ex label. So, <laughs> yeah. You know. So I didn't want to do that. So I like kind of played around with what I could do. And then, um, so then like eventually I did, I, I was like, who can I ask to maybe like do this for me? So um, I asked a couple. Uh, I asked one of my friends who had did some stuff. Um, he like writes like music cues for like reality and like doc kind of stuff. So I asked him, um, and he did a few things. But but like I needed something like you know like specific for the trailer that needed like a you know like a full band or whatever. So. I so so I approached Scott and he was like, yeah, sure. And then he he literally wrote that in like two hours. Wow. Like like <laughs> like he I asked him and then he he responded to me like and like like an hour and a half later and he's like, yo, yo, check this out. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And then I was like, holy, can I swear on this? Yeah, go ahead. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I like jumped out of my chair. My wife's like, what's, what's happening? Like, like what's going on? And like, Scott Siller just wrote the coolest song I've ever heard for my thing. <laughs> um, so anyway, so, uh, yeah, so, so Scott did the music, That's um, awesome. but I've yet to get him to like sit down with me yet, but, um, we're working on it. Uh, Brett Detar, I'm uh, as, as another one from, uh, Julana theory. Um, the Julana theory, um, that, uh, I've been trying to, get down in the chair as well um and then uh yeah i mean you know i have some irons in the fire uh part of the reason why 
you know, during the Kickstarter is so that I could travel um, and, like, have that, you know, covered um, so that I could go to, like, Chicago because I actually, I actually went and I, I, I met Mark Rose from Tittle, from, uh, from Tittlefield. Yes. Um, a Chicago band. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he was really cool. I went and saw him, like, perform and, like, film some of it. Um, but we didn't get a chance to do an interview and then he was like, come to Chicago and like, we'll do it. And, and, uh, so, uh, he, he does, he runs the site called downright. Yeah. That's a pretty com. cool. You heard of them? Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty cool website. Yeah. So just like cookie crap. So basically like you can go on and you can, you know, for your listeners who don't know, you, uh, you can go on and you can like order, a, order them like a personalized song. Um, for, and like one of the, their artists, you know, from one of their, their, other artists who like contribute to the site. And, uh, and like, because it was started by Mark and, uh, Bob Nana from, uh, Braid and, uh, Hey Mercedes, another scene band. Um, there's like a lot of the artists who do it are like scene artists, you know, like, um, like them and like Matt Pryor is very active on there from Get Up Kids. And, uh, I think JT, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. JT does Hawthorne. it too. Yeah. 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 Um, Steve Sabosley from Punchline is another one who has written a lot of songs mm-hmm. through there. Um, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyway, so like I want to go to Chicago. I'm going to interview, the, you know, Mark and Bob um, and, uh, you know, hopefully get kind of rope in some other people I can find around there. Um, you know, and then like a lot of the guys live in Nashville now. Right. Or like at least, a, you know, like a chunk of them. Yeah. So, you know, uh, kind of working on, kind of lining up people for Nashville, you know? So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I got about two, two plus weeks, a little over two weeks to go on the Kickstarter and then we'll kind of see how we do. And then I'll start kind of really, really planning like the production schedule. Awesome. Um, and then hopefully get that done. Like as soon as I can, that's like another thing, like the more money I raise, the more uh, things you can do. Like, kind of like the faster, yeah. Like the, I mean, obviously, the more I can do, but also like the faster I can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Um, because because like right now I'm kind of kind of doing stuff, uh, like when I can or like on weekends or when people come through LA, which I live in a place where you know, <laughs> luckily people come through. Right. But, yeah. Um, right. You're in LA, so you know, that's that's a place people are in quite often. Yeah. So awesome. Well, I'm super excited for this. I can't wait to see the the full thing. Um, everyone needs well, to go you. to everyone needs to go to that Kickstarter and donate on that motherfucker right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's what uh, <laughs> it it really is time to uh, look back at uh, you know the the last scene and um, reminisce and yeah. maybe we can take some things away from it that we forgot about and apply it to the scene today. You know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to. Um, I don't want to like. I'm not going for just nostalgia. Right. You know, I'm going like you know. I mean, I want to really explore it, and like we'll talk about some tough things, maybe you know, like things that have come to light about some, you know, some of the, you know, a couple of the bands or whatever, um, like had their issues. Uh, you know, like you know, like brand new, the whole thing with them, and yeah. you know, like you know, we can talk about it. Um, I'm gonna shy away from anything, and. Um, you know, like another reason to like go back to your very first question. <laughs> um, <laughs> like another reason why I want to do it is, you know, I feel like, you, you know, you talk about the hair and the and the clothes and stuff, and I feel like it became 
to, you know, once it, you know, when something goes, goes mainstream, it's like kind of, you know, like out of your hands, right? Like it's out of their hands. Right. You know, like at that point. And, you know, it, it did kind of become kind of like a uniform, like the whole, like, you know, emo kid. Right. Yes. And like, that's, that's, I think how it's remembered by anyone who like wasn't there at the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's for that reason, like it's maybe not taken seriously, but like, there was so much great music and like thoughtful music, especially for young people um, to have written that, like, you know, I mean, like a 17 year old in some cases, you know, right? <laughs> like to, to have written some of those songs, um, you know, like, yeah, it's about like teenage problems, but I mean, so what, like you're telling me that, you know, I mean, something like irks, irks me is like, there's, there's, there's people, you know, like if like Bruce Springsteen is a genius, right. Or like David Crosby, why can't Chris Conley, be be a genius i think he's a you know genius. what i mean like he's an right? amazing songwriter you know yeah. like, or chris caraba right like yeah you know like just because it was a you know he was on a teen magazine doesn't mean anything so was um so were the beatles right right yeah so exactly i think it just needs to put that in perspective and and maybe that's just kind of a matter of time you, you know and now like our generation is is assuming control of like you know, the culture, <laughs> you know, I guess, or like right. we will be the older we and get. Like we'll, yeah. Yeah. And we'll be able to kind of, you know, make our case for, for like our time. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, the like music, um, you know, like of our time and, you know, like people should take it seriously cause, cause, cause it was good music. It was authentic. And, um, it was like, you know, it was a good time. Yeah. I agree, man. I agree. That day, that day will come, and the last scene is going to be, I think, a big help for that. I'm, I'm hoping so. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, thanks again, Kyle. I, I really appreciate it, especially since you're at work. <laughs> <laughs> so, no you know. problem. Yeah, I, I, I think we have a job where there's like stretches of time off and then like so are you currently on production I don't, I don't leave my desk for like an hour are you on production for um a reality tv show right now or um yeah yes i uh for uh, discovery channel oh i'm cool. working on uh, two shows right now nice yeah. my, my brother watches discovery shows all the time <laughs> oh yeah so. does he does he watch any of the street racing ones uh I don't know if he watches any of the street racing ones. Is that the ones you work on primarily? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if he does. He's definitely yeah. got it on all the time though. So, mm-hmm. but I'll have so to real quick, uh, uh, real quick, yeah. uh, let's talk about pizza for a second. Yeah. Let's what's talk the, about pizza. What's, what's, what's the pizza angle of this? Well, the Where pizza angle, pizza? um, if like we, if we were in the same room right now, we would be eating pizza together and talking okay. about this. So um, let's say if you were here, what mm-hmm. would you be eating on your pizza? Um, sausage and mushrooms. That's a classic. I mean, yeah. it's one of those classic combos. That that actually, I've been getting that and uh, green peppers a lot. Or, mm, you know, yeah. guests have been requesting. For texture. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know what it is, but yeah, they'll they'll request uh, mushrooms or sausage or like that combination of both or like green peppers and sausage or green peppers and mushrooms. Yeah. You know, I'm a I'm a bit of a pizza snob. I oh, say. okay. So because I'm because I'm from Connecticut, 
New Haven pizza, which is basically New York pizza. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm picky about pizza. Oh, sure. And I know, I know where you're going with this or where you're going to go with this because <laughs> you're in Chicago, right? Well, yeah, yeah. So whether I think Chicago's pizza is pizza and the answer is, yeah, sure. I don't, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pizza, yes, it's sure. pizza. Um, I, 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 I do like a cornmeal crust. I will say that. I do like cornmeal crust. I, so, man, I don't know if I've had cornmeal crust. Have I? Well, I guess that's that yeah, is what the Chicago yeah, the that deep is, dish. You're yeah. right. That is the deep dish, isn't it? See, I don't see a lot of people also have this misconception that that's what we eat all the time. And a lot of the time, the pizza we eat here in Chicago mm-hmm. is um, just thin crust. Honestly, mm-hmm. we don't. Um, the only time I'm usually getting deep dish is when there's someone from out of town and they want to experience that stereotypical yeah. thing. Pizzeria Uno. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, I want deep dish. And it's like, okay, sure, that's fine. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's really good. Um, but it's uh, it's not like typically what what we get, Yeah, you know, at least – not what I typically get. I know I feel like most of us are that way. So most of my friends yeah. and most of the bands I talk to and stuff. Although I did a podcast just last week and we were all from Chicago and we did have deep dish, but that's just because I was feeling stereotypical that day. <laughs> but uh it doesn't happen that often compared to um what yeah. people think. But um but I like New York style pizza. I've had some amazing New York style pizza while being, uh, my, my brother lives in Brooklyn. So, okay. um, yeah. so I've, I've been there to see him several times cause he's lived out there for about 10 years and mm-hmm. there's been some really great places I've gone to out there. So, you know, I'm just it, all about pizza. Yeah. Well, who isn't? Right. Exactly. Um, so, uh, if you're ever in New Haven, Connecticut, go to, uh, Pepe's, uh, Pepe's Pizza, it's Pepe's, called. okay. And they actually, they've now, like, franchised, which I, which I have mixed feelings about, but mm-hmm. I was just there. Um, I was just in Connecticut, like, last month um, to just, like, see my family, and uh, we went to one of, like, the other locations near, like, where I'm from. Uh-huh. And, uh, I mean, it was just, just, like, splendid. It was oh, just great. Man. Now I want to go. Um, <laughs> now I want to go check it out. <laughs> That sounds good. I wish I was just, on the East Coast right now. Just take a drive over to Connecticut and just go for it. Or, well, how um, close is it to? Uh, it can't be that far from New York, right? How far you is could, New you Haven? Could take the Amtrak, like um, from you know, like if just go to Grand Central or whatever, or Penn yeah. Station. I don't, I don't remember. I think it's Grand Central. Okay. Um, the 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 like ex- the express train up to New Haven. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like an hour and a half, maybe. That's not terrible. No, well, no, like an hour. Express train would be like an hour. Yeah. Um, and then kind of like get out and look, or, you know, get an Uber or whatever. But um, so you know, there's there, there's another place called Sally's, which is like, uh, which is nearby. They had like a rivalry for a long time. Um, and then if you're ever in Boston, go to this place in the North End, which is like the Italian area of Boston, mm-hmm. called um, uh. Pizzeria Regina, Regina Pizzeria, something like that. Um, their pizzas are really good, actually. Oh man! They, uh, yeah. I really so want just, pizza now. So pizza tips. <laughs> pizza tips, yeah. So yeah. you know, maybe maybe sometime 
we'll have pizza together and officially make it, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, when I um, when this Kickstarter, which if you go to Kickstarter.com and search for the last scene, uh, actually, it's currently being featured, I think, in like their projects we love or whatever. So like if you go to the projects we love and then the documentaries, like you'll see, you should see it. Um, anyway, uh, so once... I'm successful with this with this project and I book a trip to go to Chicago. We'll we'll go eat pizza. How we'll have that? to do that. I I will buy. I'll do oh, it. All right. I'll take you up all on right. that. So <laughs> deal. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I mean that's that's what I do. I always buy, you know, whatever the guest wants for pizza and and drink and we have a good time. So All right, cool. Awesome. Okay, man. Well, I'm glad it was fun talking pizza with you too. I'm, I think I'm going to have to have some for dinner tonight. I mean, I, I do eat pizza all the time, but uh, I got you riled up now. You got pizza. me riled up. It was funny because like today's National Pancake Day, and so oh, really? and I love pancakes. So earlier in the day, yeah. I was all hyped about getting pancakes tonight. But after this conversation, I might have to miss. I might have to skip those pancakes and, and go yeah. for the pizza. So all right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your mind right now. Or, or blow your colon, I guess, would be more like it. Um, <laughs> if you're ever in New Hampshire, the, the, the wonderful state of New Hampshire, in Sugarloaf, New Hampshire, there's this place called Polly's Pancake Parlor. Oh, man. Which has, like, the best pancakes in the world. Sounds epic. And they have this, like, all-you-can-eat deal, too, mm-hmm. where you, you pay, like, seven bucks or something. <laughs> or Well, so it's, it's probably more than that now. Um, and they'll give you as many pancakes as you want. They're wow. like silver dollar pancakes, kind of. Oh yeah. Um, I, I went with my friend once, and yeah, I, <laughs> my friend and I went once, and he ate like twenty three pancakes. Oh damn! And, wow. And, yeah. Man. So that was fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I that reminds me of uh, being on on tour, and when Denny's used to have their all you can eat pancakes, I remember mm. doing that with some bandmates and we would just eat too many and then we'd end up shitting our brains out so you know that was fun you know the, the glamorous tour life the glamorous tour life with denny's ladies and gentlemen denny's. yeah it was denny's Ugh. but i i doubt those pancakes were the place you were talking about they probably wouldn't do that because it's not denny's it's actual yeah actual pancakes no you might you might puke if you, i might like, be, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah i might do that but all right all right well, i'll let you get back to work <laughs> so i don't want you to get in trouble because we want to make sure the last scene actually happens so <laughs> yeah totally all right well yeah dude it was great talking to you thank you so much for yeah. having me on no thank you man yeah. and yeah it hit me up uh you know if, if you happen to have time when you're you know in chicago it'd be great to meet up all right we'll do all right man take care all right you too thanks <laughs> As I was talking with Kyle, I couldn't help but think of my time growing up as a kid and a teenager in that music scene that this documentary covers. You know, I think of my brother Josh, who introduced me to that scene and how eventually I became a part of it. Nostalgia's strong, man. It really is. I could go on and on forever about it. (laughs) And I'm sure you could too, because you have your own memories just like I do. And I'm always going to look back on that scene with fond memories, because it made me who I am today. Now, that conversation I had with Kyle was from a few weeks ago, 
And as of today, October 9th, the Kickstarter for the last scene doc that we were talking about in the interview has surpassed its goal of $10,000 just slightly. So congratulations to Kyle and everyone else, a part of the last uh, scene documentary for passing their goal. But there's still five days left as of today to back that Kickstarter. And I'm sure Kyle and the crew could use all the help they can get monetarily. So I suggest you get on it right now. Go to kickstarter.com, search for the last scene, and their their campaign should pop up for you. I have no doubt after talking with Kyle that this is going to be a must-watch, must-own documentary, or must-be-a-part-of kind of situation. I'm Jacques Lamour. Thank you so much again for your time today. Let's keep in touch on social media at Pop Punk Pizza Pod. That's for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you like this podcast, please go back and catch up on previous episodes. I'm sure you're bound to find one that you're interested in. I would love you forever, by the way, if you give us a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you listen to this podcast. If you're trying to submit music for consideration or a possible interview inquiry, you can shoot me an email at bangerangradio at gmail.com with as much information about your band as possible, and I'll try to get back to you as soon as I possibly can. Now, next week on Pop Punk and Pizza, I'm a little unsure who's going to be on the show. I've got a couple of interviews that are coming up this weekend, and I'm just not sure which one is going to go first. So it's either going to be photographer and videographer Alex Zarek from Chicago, or Stuby, the lead vocalist of Lucky Boy's Confusion, also from Chicago. So if you follow me on social media at all, I'll be sure to announce who it's going to be and what day the episode is going to drop and all that stuff when it gets closer. So either way... It's going to be a great show, as always, because I'm really excited about talking to both of these people, because both Alex and Stuby I've wanted to have on the podcast for a long time, so it's, it's long overdue. So that should be fun. I'm forever grateful to you as well. I'll talk to you next week. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya